yelling at you? No, nobody. Yell. Well, there was not really any yelling. We just wanted you to like get your shit together and be on the camera with us because you were gone last week, so we need to get you caught up. Right? A lot's changed. A lot's changed. So, I will never get my shit together. So last week, you might not have been here, but we had we there was a guy. What is that? That what? Oh, that's a. Oh, that's oh, funny. Des- it's it's Destiny. Destiny White guy. Yeah. Well, it is Destiny White guy, but I looked at it and I thought it was. A, I just thought it was a football player, and then I looked at it in the refrigerator and I was like, "Oh, it's Destiny White guy." Yeah. Uh, which who we decided we decided Destiny White guy was gay. Just space gay. Yeah, he was space, space gay. gay. Yeah, I don't know why, but I I feel like uh, sexuality will probably be a lot more fluid once aliens are introduced. Well, I think that it would go out the window because, like, what is gender at that point, right? Yeah. So. Social uh, construct, I guess. Yeah, and aliens probably don't recognize it, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Why do all the aliens speak English? You ever notice that? Because they're advanced. They're advanced. They're smarter than us, so our language is primitive and easier for them to learn. Wait. Also, they probably know about us before we know about them. Sure, sure. So they have more time to learn languages. Yeah. Uh, Language lessons. Better off dead. That's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's my favorite movie. Is it? Mm-hmm. I was kind of. I don't know why I thought one of the Fletch movies was your favorite movie. I really do love Fletch, but I like Better Off Dead much more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was back when John Cusack did nothing but teenage rom coms. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, because uh, what? Okay, you like Better Off Dead, but do you like One Crazy Summer? It's okay. It's not as good. Yeah, that has Demi Moore in it, doesn't it? It also has Bobcat, which I'm yeah, not real, I don't really care for that know. guy. Um, but yeah, uh, John Cusack. Good guy, mm-hmm. probably. You know, be better off guy? dead. Telltale game, that'd be so well, what good. What would that be though? Corey was a good guy know, last but, week. But that hamburger, though. Should I? What made you watch last week's show? Corey. 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 Corey, all the way. Yeah. 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 Mhm. Uh, he's a he's a really cool guy. I wanted to. I I would have liked to see more of the dog though. So like I know he does like work with East Asia Soft or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like he does guides for them and all that. But like last week, not during the show, but on Twitter, was like the first time that I had seen evidence of that, and it was really cool because like they tweeted out some limited edition of some game they're putting out. Sure. And like he commented on it, like oh that's pretty neat, whatever, blah blah. And they're like oh well we're sending you one because you do the work for us, you know. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's cooler than us, basically. For sure. I feel like he's probably got more free stuff than we have, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and you get free stuff from being cool, I think. Yeah. Uh, he was, and yeah, it was a nice conversation. Wish you wish you had been here. I did, too. There's a lot of points. I was like, oh, man, I wish I could have asked him about this. You could have called in. You knew when we were recording the show. That's true, you did. So. That's on me. Yeah. Uh, you were too busy at church. I was at my sister's church, correct? Uh, too busy to talk to Tom when he was crying. <laughs> Why are you crying, <laughs> that Tom? That was hurt. <laughs> uh, so, hey guys, uh, glad glad to have you back, Shanae. Glad uh, to be back. Um, I missed you guys. Did you? Yeah. Didn't really hear from you much when you were gone. So, <laughs> just saying. All right, I miss Tom. I'll be honest about this. I miss Tom and Corey. Mm-hmm. Right on. Hold on. I'm starting a new podcast without you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah? What's it called? The Corecast. The Corecast. <laughs> all Corey, all the time. All right, right? Guys. All right. All right. So, Tom, I wanted to know if... Did you have a trivia question for this week? Because if not, I have one. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. I don't remember what it was, though. 
Oh, yeah, I remember what it is. Okay. And sorry about the audio thing a couple weeks ago. That is fixed. Yeah, Tom fixed it. Yeah. Good man. Thanks, Tom. So, for those that don't know, the winner of the trivia question gets the right to cast What's Can I Finish? That's the name of the trivia game also. In which, if they are interrupted, they can say, can I finish? And the person who interrupted them cannot speak for 10 minutes. They also have the ability to uh, promote something at the end of the show, games related or not. So let's get into it. Okay. What game is... Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's not working. What happened? I'm not sure. Was it a screenshot? It was... Hold on. Oh, man, this this is not going well, guys. Uh-oh. Why is it gone? Oop, wait, pop. wait, wait, wait. Wait. Tom, can they see that? Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, they can see all of this. It's fine. Okay. So, what? a peek behind the curtain. What game is that from? The Saboteur. Damn, right away. Yeah, I recognized his his cap. Right away with the Saboteur. Okay, is so... This, uh, Ryan wins it. If I'm remembering correct, isn't the Saboteur, as you like defeat more Nazis, does it get more colorful? I think... I think, I think you're the thinking blob. of the blob. <laughs> yeah. or, or Sean White skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're probably thinking of the blob no <laughs> no nazis in that though <laughs> is that a thing in the saboteur nazis no i know that na- color yeah you know i haven't played it since it released oh uh, i don't is that remember. a good game it's saboteur yeah. not bad i liked it it's a seven what I feel like there's Fair. another there's a Velvet Assassin. Velvet Assassin is a better game in my opinion. And they're like they're both World War Two games, right? Correct, but Velvet Assassin is very linear yeah. and stealth based. And Saboteur is Saboteur what? is open world with boobs. Right on. Yeah. Which one would you rather play, Shane? Obviously the boobs. <laughs> Velvet Assassin is an interesting game. I've been intending to do a check it out on it. Velvet Assassin is a game in which you are a woman uh, in World War Two. Yeah. Uh, which there were Women soldiers in World War II. And Lots a lot of, of them. Not a lot of games touch on that, so I thought that was in interesting. In fact, uh, Russia uh, was very famous for their for their lady snipers. Did you know that? I did not know that, no. I knew that because I played uh, played a lot of World War II games, and I read, I read up on it. I say I played a lot, but I, I played a select few that interested me enough to look into it. Wolfenstein. Wolf- <laughs> Wolfenstein. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am right. By the way, areas which are heavily controlled by Nazis are represented in black and white. Okay, Shanae, we didn't realize that this game was the blob. Yeah, relax. <laughs> I'm just, is there no, is there no bonus points in Can I Finish? No, there's no. not. Oh well, shit. I don't know why I looked it up. I mean, would shit. you have known that that was that game? Yeah. You you before Ryan so pulled I it just out. Ha- I, play, I, I played it. So I just happened. Well, to I play played it, it too, but that's a very like I made sure there was no HUD there, no cars or anything, you know. To be fair, I just recognized the hat, and because yeah. I don't know something about that. Okay, uh, the saboteur. Yeah, I broke the streak though. The two the two win streak. No, you were like three weeks. You were like three or four weeks. No, I don't think that's true. Yeah, because there, because you had you had guessed one, you'd guessed the one last week, and but the previous two weeks, we like, did not like get we it. didn't guess it, so that that was a win for you. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting, though. Well, next week I'm gonna get a question that I'm gonna put a question only I know. Okay. 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 Uh, what did I eat for dinner last <laughs> night? Wrong. <laughs> <idiots>. <laughs> If I do it, it's gonna be. You're just gonna be like, "Was it McDonald's?" Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Because <laughs> it was McDonald's. <laughs> okay, guys. So, 
I find that as I grow older, I am looking for games that... What? Nothing, go ahead. I'm looking for games... (laughs) I'm looking for games that give me something more of a... Erection. Well... I feel like a knowledge erection. uh, No, (laughs) I feel like I'm looking for games that kind of affect me more on the emotional level. I find that is that has become more important to me. Is it because the world doesn't make you feel any emotion, so you have to get it through video games? What is that? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Go on, Ryan. Christ. All right. So, Shanae, (laughs) since you're so mouthy right now, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa! (laughs) Welcome back, Shanae. Oh, <laughs> pick up your mic because I got a question for you. Shanae. Yeah, pick up a mic for me. Shanae. <laughs> so, why are video games important to you? Hmm. I, uh, they. A, they're power fantasies, fantasies which I always enjoy. I've always enjoyed. <clears throat> I've enjo- always enjoyed reading. And, uh, like. T- a lot of TV shows I also like watch are also based on the story, but granted, also knowing that a lot of these, especially like syndicated televisions, I'm mm-hmm. like shows. I'm like, oh, like I also understand how TV works, so it kind of like takes me out of the immersion for TVs. Books I get pretty immersed in, but video games is just there is some amazing, amazing stories in video games, and then also that I really that like are really easy to get immersed in, and I really enjoy that aspect. I. I, I've always loved like playing dress up. I love to see like cosplays. I I don't know. I like I like power fantasies. They're like a, I think they're like a healthy thing, and I think they're fun. I also just like decompression. I like things <clears throat> that like I can't I can't care enough to like for every person that pisses me off through the day to actually like remember all of it. But I still like hold some of that frustration when it happens throughout the day. So like going home. And playing a couple levels of something and feeling good about it and feeling accomplished is nice. It helps me re- release st- frustrations healthily. Yeah. Um, I remember when we were talking like a few months ago when we were talking about you and kind of your you're getting your start into video games. And you talked about how when you were a kid, you were sick a lot. Uh, yeah. And I... I always when you when you when you talked about that, what I imagined like my my take on that was that when you were like laying there in bed, you like you were using your video games to like take you on a magic carpet ride to the <laughs> to the land of whatever video game that you were playing at the time. Cause, yeah, cause and you also, were like a bedridden. Yeah, skeleton. I mean, there's like things and like I mean, there was just times I couldn't go outside because I knew I'd be catching something and I would never and I wouldn't get over it. Yeah. Because uh, my immune system just didn't really work that well when I was a child. So, yeah, like, A, it's, like, also prevention of me getting possibly more sick by staying indoors. But also, like, yeah, it was me healing and being like, well, I can't go to the park with all my friends. But I could play River City Ransom for the billionth fucking time and feel great about it. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Tom. What? Same question. What was the question? Why are video games important to you? Uh, video games are important to me. So I'm actually working on a project that touches on this, but well, you know, that's for later. But uh, this is tied to it. The the story I tell about uh, Codename Viper, yeah, and the story. and the way that I finished that game, in that it's the first game that I beat on my own. Um, I'm fighting the boss, and we 
have the same small sliver of health and shoot each other at the same time and we both go down and I win the game in credits rolls. Um, you don't get that in movies or books. Sure. Like that doesn't happen in movies or books. Right. It can't. Like, yes, characters can die at the same time or whatever, but like that experience, you doing that, you don't get that from those other medias. Sure. And that's why video games are important to me. They're, they're also important to me uh, as a social aspect, um, playing games with friends, family. Yeah. You don't like, yes, I can watch a movie with you, yeah. but we're not really interacting with each other. Like, unless we're like making fun of it or talking about it afterwards yeah. during the experience itself, we're not really doing anything together. We're yeah. just sitting next to each other quietly. Yeah. That's pretty much relegated to movies that we've already seen is that kind of interaction is relegated to movies that we've already seen. Sure. But like that interaction, uh, the interaction of <laughs> like playing Mario Kart together, playing okay. Street Fighter together, like you can get that from other things, uh, you know, board games or, or whatever it might be. Sure. Sports. Uh, but you're not getting that from from TV or film yeah. or or anything like that. Novels, for that matter. Yeah, uh, it's funny that because you mentioned the thing about Codename Viper and you and the boss like killing each other at the same time. It's like, like I'll I'll probably never play that game. Sure. Uh, and you know, oh, <laughs> that was an accident. Uh oh. <laughs> I'll like I'll like and a part of me starts to wonder like was it supposed to play out that way? It's not. No. So did you go back and finish it after that? No, but I've seen people play it since okay. that were way better than me that yeah. had no problem just putting that guy down. Yeah. You know. So and also putting him down for good. So there's a there's that whole thing where, you know, in movies like the the hero and the villain can die at the same time. Mm-hmm. Credits rule. That can happen, right? But Sure, but you are not doing that. You're right. not you're not a part of that experience. Yeah, so like the 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 feeling that you get seeing that is different. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as Saints Row the Third, jumping through a windshield and driving like crazy, then parachuting off a building and doing some wrestling move on a pedestrian. Like you're not getting that out of a movie, right? You know, um, not the movies you're watching. <laughs> you are not doing that in a movie unless you were an actor. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, like regardless, like so, basically the whole it's a, it's a passive experience versus a versus an active one, right? Exactly. Um, and like I said, there are other things that can give you that: board games, sports, whatever it might be. Uh, acting as a hobby. Yeah. But you know, as far as easy media to consume. Yeah. Uh, you know, art, books, TV, sure. movies, music. That's it's the only one. Yeah. Uh, Follow up question: What is the most important video game to you? Oh wow. I guess that's hard. Like, what do I think is the most important video game ever made? Or, like, to me personally? Like, personally, like, what is what is the most important video game in your life? Oh, God. Probably Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I know that's kind of a lame, like, cop-out answer, but, like, that's what really got me deep into it. Yeah. You know, I played plenty of video games before that, but, like... That's the first thing I ever felt competitive at. That's like, you know, me and my friends weekend after weekend after weekend just playing this. Sure. Hours, you know. So <clears throat> so that that com- that competition is kind of what really spurred that on for you then. What really made me like video games like I'm always going to be into video games sure. with Street Fighter 2, you know. Yeah. Uh and I <clears throat> and I feel like that's of like of any series that, you know, that seems to be the one that you've followed most closely. Um, that seems to be certainly be the one that you know the most about. And I, I disagree. I feel like there's series I know more about. Yeah. Street Fighter to me is like not like you know. I try to. I have all this useless knowledge of, of games, some of which that I've never even played. Yeah. You know. Uh, 
Street Fighter, which I've played a lot of, like, I know the story to Street Fighter. I don't really care about it. Sure. You know? I don't seek out much new information on Street Fighter outside of mechanics and releases. Yeah. Have you played every Street Fighter? No. Mm -mm. Which ones have, haven't you played that you would like to? That I would like to? Yeah. I feel like I've played all the ones that I... Well, that, well I mean, it's not Street Fighter, but it is. I haven't played uh, Tatsunoku mm. for Wii. I'd like to play that. Yeah. That's not really like Street Fighter, but it, I mean, let's be honest. If it's a Capcom fighter, it's very much Street Fighter. Who's your favorite Street Fighter character? To play as? Or just my General. favorite character? Like, like, let's go with conceptually, who's your favorite and who's your favorite to play as? I mean, the concept of Blanca is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so probably. I and mean, also, like, he's Ono's favorite character for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys follow Ono on Twitter, but, like, everywhere he goes, he takes a picture of this little Blanca figurine that he carries around in his pocket. Yeah. You know? That's cute. Yeah. And who's your who's your favorite to play as? Uh, to play as, like, any of the Shadow characters. Yeah. Ryu, Ken, Akuma, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is what is the most important video game in your life? I don't know if they have necessarily have a, like a most important. I say I and I've even like on this show multiple. I said different games for like favorite games. Sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, we already mentioned it. Obviously, City Ransom was like one of the first games that like I remember playing all the way through, and like I just like falling in love with it, and like be and like, <clears throat> but like far as most important, I don't know. That's pretty hard. Now, uh, are you leading us to our like a favorite game discussion? Because I've wanted to do that for a while and realized the other day that we haven't done that. So it's funny because what Shanae just said makes me think that we're using most important and favorite like interchangeably. Right. Yeah. Because Street Fighter 2 is not my favorite game. Sure. You know, but as far as your as far as play as far as playing video games in your life, it's its importance to you, you know, surpasses most, right? It's the reason I've, I've played just about everything after Street Fighter 2. Yeah. I'd say probably Final Fantasy 7 is probably most important. I wouldn't yeah. have played Sephiroth! Do <laughs> <laughs> you think this video would get flagged it, if we just put a bunch of one-winged angel in the background? I th you think it would get flagged if we just did a cappella like we kept, like we were? Just <laughs> <laughs> oh man, because uh, I probably—that's. I mean, I think I, that like, goes without saying that's that, a very important game. But why is it important to you? I feel like. Um, it was definitely one of the first JRPGs I ever played, and uh, after that, and playing that game, and like also realizing the depth that can be in video games as far as story goes, and as far as caring about characters, I probably wouldn't have been playing... With, if I never played that, I probably wouldn't have gotten into Kingdom Hearts, I probably wouldn't have gotten into other JRPGs, at least right. not as quickly, and I probably wouldn't be getting into Tomy games either. Yeah. I mean, besides... Final Fantasy, a lot of it was stuff I was playing with my cousins, uh, or like what my grandma had, or like what I got from them. <clears throat> and a lot of those games were like Digimon Rumble Arena. <clears throat> I mean, uh, like, uh, we played like Donkey Kong together and things like that. Uh, like, Final Fantasy was kind of like the first, like, I guess, more of adult game that I played. 
Sure. It's interesting, like, you saying that, because, like, it's similar to my answer in that, like, I played video games before Street Fighter 2. You played video games before Final Fantasy 7, right? But, like, for me, it was always just, like, it's just something I did from time to time when I was bored, you know? And, like, and, like I, I, after that, like, I just, you know, from that, po- that point on, I'm like, yeah, video games are probably something I'm just always going to do now. Like, always going to yeah. be a part of what my, my daily life. It just made me think about video games more than I ever really did before. And, uh, like, as far as what they can do for me and what they actually, like, can be like. Because before, it was just like, yeah, it was, like, fun stuff to play. And it was, like, a challenge. And it was competitive. And, uh, like, I always, like, was down for competition. But, I don't know. It just didn't really strike me that, like, it also can be an experience. Sure. And so, I'd say probably most important Final Fantasy VII, just in... Just, but it also like hit a time where I was becoming more aware of a lot of things. So, like, combination of it being a fantastic game, uh, in general, and then also like the time of my life that it came into, the combo of that really like affected a lot. So, I'd probably say that's most important. Definitely wouldn't say it's like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's not because it's a bad game or anything. It's just like I played a lot of games. Ryan's most important game. This guy. Oh, us. Space Gay uh, Y Destiny player. No, I don't know. Like, that's it's funny, though, because I think that Destiny was... before, the, Like, when the, when the first Destiny... Before the first Destiny came out, like, I was just like, you know what? This is going to be... This is going to be something different. I was looking for, like, what that game was purported to be, like the way that it was that I had interpreted all the stuff that was coming out of that. And I was like, no, this is going to be something, this could be something huge, you know? Um, it could, you know, and uh, there's just a lot of like games as a service is a relatively new thing. Yeah. So, and destiny is one of the games that kind of start, helped start that, yeah. that movement. Um, you know, I mean, except for like, you know, Warcraft and stuff like that. Sure. Games but like, service is a relatively new thing. It's funny. Well, see, because like when you think before, when we thought of games as a service or that platform, your mind automatically went to an MMO. Right. Or MOBA. Yeah. Um, and now it's kind of branching off into kind of other formats. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think that it was... You know, it's something that I really look forward to. It was like one of the first games that I had. It was like one of the only games where I participated in, a, in an alpha for a game. Uh, You're also quickly let down by that game. Yeah, because um, I was like, because it was basically. I remember. Yeah, because I uh, I participated <laughs> in the alpha, and then I bought the I bought the retail release of the game. And I was like, "It's the alpha again." I was like, "What did you? What were you guys doing between alpha and cert? Like, what were you guys doing?" Yeah. Um. Because just, just jacking it. Because the answer to me appeared to be, you know, nothing really. But jacking uh, it. They might have been jacking it. They might have been space jacking it. Um. <laughs> but I don't know. Um. And but then that game turned around. But it wasn't until like this a year after it come after it come out. Like I didn't enjoy that game until like. A year to the date, a year later. So I don't know, but I did want to ask though, Sinead, who is your favorite video game character? Ooh, ooh. Hmm. Well, obviously, Goofy. Yuck. Yuck. Uh Hmm. 
Favorite video game character. That's hard. Yeah. It is hard. There have been a lot of them. If either, if either of you know the answer to the question, jump ahead of me because I'm going to need a second. Do you have one, Sean? I mean, I feel like we're going to answer the question and then a day or two later, I'll be like, no, I really like this character better sure. than that one. But, but I like, feel like it's something that can be fluid. You though. know, uh, I really do think that uh, Red is a very strong character from Transistor. Right. Um, which is interesting. A lot of people talk about, about Supergiant's games and they don't talk about character. Uh, which I think is something easy to miss in their games because they give you the option, right? Like, you don't have to find all this lore. You don't have to know hardly anything about Red other than the fact that she was a singer. Sure. Uh, but if you look for it, you can find that there. Yeah. yeah and uh, I like that a lot. I, I like that, that, that way of storytelling because it doesn't force storytelling on you if you're not there for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think... Waluigi was good. <laughs> yeah. Waluigi, but, uh, well, he's a. I think Waluigi is. I think I think that he's a good favorite character to have for anybody. I think dumb, fun characters. Yeah. Like there doesn't have to be a lot of depth there. Yeah. You know, I think you hear that question and you try to you try to take it. Sure. You know, deep, uh, which is, there's nothing wrong with, but like there's no, like these guys, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong. You know, there's nothing wrong with good, dumb, fun characters. Because and there's and there's ways of doing it bad, right? Like. People love these characters, but people don't love Gex or Blinks, you know? Like, there's there's ways of doing it poorly, too. Sure. So there's something to be said for the fun, dumb characters that are done well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Waluigi's done quite well. Yeah. Because uh, he's kind of just an asshole. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, you know I, I agree, though. And I think that there doesn't have to be... I don't think that there has to be one... I don't think that, that there has to be, like, one answer to that to that question. I think... That, you know, as I have, I have more than one favorite video game character and I, you know, sometimes I... I know you love Gordon. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of like Gordon for kind of what I believe that he represented, um, you know, at the time. Like, and I'm talking more about what, like, what he represented when the first Half-Life came out, which was, because um, I think that a lot of it was like, if you're, if you're a smart, if you're a if you're a you're a bookworm or you're some kind of scientist, like you're not going to be able to hold your own when shit yeah. is real, and um, you know he was all right. Yeah, he 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 did quite well. well you know, Val, I, speaking of Val, like Gladys, I really think is a great character. Sure, I think comedy in games is very hard to do well. Yeah, there's a lot of games that tell you that they're funny, but they're really not that funny. Sure, and I, and I don't even think Portal ever built itself as being funny. It didn't. No, and I think it just it just turned out to be like yeah. as you played it. I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite character, but I think I have, like, I have an archetype I kind of like a lot. Okay. Horseman. Horse boyfriends. <laughs> what was that guy's name? I don't think he Horsey. had a name. Horsey. <laughs> Horsey sea the biscuit. horse boyfriend. <laughs> you kept calling him Sea Biscuit, so that's his de facto name. Um, I mean, he answered to it, so. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I really wish that was your favorite character. Um... I really I, I enjoy the same thing in movies that I enjoy in video games. Uh, characters that are strong and could be any gender, race, like whatever. Right. And it would still fit because um, like the core thing there is 
they're confident they're going to do what needs to be done they're going to put bullshit aside and they're going to like and they're going to get it done sure. if they have a fun personality while doing it awesome things like uh i think yeah bayonetta bayonetta could totally work if it was a dude <laughs> you think uh, so I, if you just adjust a couple of things, like yeah. aesthetically, like or like even just like kind of like different moves, I mean, you could be a confident, sexy guy, and well, it's when be you a first, fun game. When you first said it and you said gender, like before you said gender, I'm, I'm thinking of characters like uh, Laura Croft and like Joel and Ellie and things of that nature. But like gender kind of does play a big role in those characters, you know. What do you think it would be, uh, would have been like if The Last of Us, uh, Joel was a woman and Ellie was a boy? I think it would have been fine. Uh, like, Joel and Tess are very much similar people. Sure. Uh, they've both gone through loss and all that. You yeah. know, they're both hardened by the, by the situation. Right. Uh, but Ellie being a boy, uh, I think, could have changed things. It wouldn't necessarily have changed things, but, it, but it could have. have. I think yeah. for... Especially things as far as, like, the relationship with David and things of that nature. Sure. Uh, things think, could have been different. Yeah. I think it could have worked out if they made... If it was a boy and made him a little bit younger, because like physiolo- like physiologically, like fifteen year old boy and fifteen year old girl are gonna no- have different strength levels right, on a general sure. on a general basis. Sure, I mean I'm not even uh, going about with that, but like like David being rapey, he could have been rapey to a boy too. Sure, yeah, you know. Sure. Uh, I mean, like you just have to change a couple little things, and I think it can work out for the most part. Like yeah. things like that. Um, I normally when I do like. When I have games where I can pick kind of the personality of like the c- character I'm controlling, like with dialogue choices, and things uh, like yeah, that. like in like Persona, yeah, I normally am like a harsher person. I'm not like I was the best way to kind of describe it. Always, I always try to pick the confident answers, the ones that like I know what I'm doing. Because hey, this is my fantasy, so I want to like, like I know shit. I'm the badass this time. I'm the badass. When you're playing a game <laughs> but, with like good or bad choice branches. Do you go straight to bad? Normally, I don't know. I, I, I alternate depending on yeah. what the setting is and what I think is going to be the most interesting. Sure. Most interesting is normally... Me too. Like when it's a good or a bad, like Infamous or... Um, did Prototype have like a good bad option? Kind of. Kind of, right? Yeah. And uh, Things like that. I'm normally... I'm like, all right, what's the setting? What are the powers I'm going to get for either one of them? Yeah. Like... Uh, like, like fables stuff like that yeah like thing, uh i normally have tried like both routes and see kind of which one i thought was better sure uh but yeah i just like i just really enjoy i don't know i just really enjoy something that can be fluid and be interpreted like how i like things to be interpreted i like i like strong characters um like that not saying that like oh i feel like you're a weaker character i'm gonna hate you but there's a there's a reason i i hate uh, I hated Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura, but I could, I watched all of fucking Naruto. So I know who all of them. I know I don't know who any of those are except for Naruto. I don't know. Oh, who they any all of the they all are. at some point are they com- his friends? Uh, it's the three main characters. You got to put it into something that we understand, like like uh, Vanille. Yeah, I know who know? Vanille is. <laughs> like something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So if it's like a weaker character, a lot like personality wise, where I'm like, where they're just like, I don't know. I have to make this decision. Yeah. Oh. That's annoying. Uh, it's 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 like it's the worst. <laughs> it's the it's the worst. It's like like. But I think like I, a, lot, I, a lot of JRPGs are like that, right? Like the main character, main protagonist in most, at least early JRPGs, they're whiny fucking bitches. 
And then and you I see the that. character growth. You see I, them get to be more interesting, more likable throughout the game. And, to, and you know, by the end of the game, they're a strong character. And that kind of... I, 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 I like but that. The, but there's something different between being unsure about the options that have you and, like, trying to weigh them and yeah. be like, all right, well, if I do this, this shit's going to happen. If I do that, this is going to happen. I have to make a decision and I'll do it now rather than just freaking out the fact that you have to make a decision yeah. rather than what, what mm. are the consequences and like in pouring it over. Mm. Having it where you are scared to like do one way or the other and then as like you become more convicted towards a goal, I think that's a fine story arc. Sure. To have you be a little giant, uh, to have you be a just a n- neurotic mess I don't, and then later become confident. I find that less interesting and less, because most of the time it's just like one small moment or like one giant moment where they have to overcome the one thing, right. and then they're great on everything else, and that nothing is really a problem after that is highly unbelievable in life. But I don't think most Square RPGs were that way. I think most of them showed progression of the of these characters' personalities. You know. Uh yeah. I mean, a lot, there's quite a few of them did it well, but there's also a lot of them that I definitely feel like, oh, it's just one point, and then after that, they're kind of a different person. Yeah. It's just not a lot of effort put into that aspect of it. Um, but yeah, and normally I like if you can like be confident or like have some sort of mystery. I really enjoy that in a character. Um. I don't know if I have like necessarily a favorite one. Um, I have like I have favorite Pokemon. Are we gonna call those characters? I guess. <laughs> I mean, every Pokemon sure. is a character. I mean, here's the thing, right? Pokemon are just animals or whatever, but like they do act differently. Yeah. Like there's a distinctive way each one of those things act. There's yeah. a Squirrel so. Squad in one city and not in every city. Yeah. Uh, and they all wear sunglasses because yeah. they think it's cool. And not every sun- Squirtle wears sunglasses. Yeah. Um, so is the Squirtle Squad your favorite? Probably. I fucking love Squirrel Squad. He loves the squirts. Just loves those squirts. <laughs> Tom, today uh, said something about archetypes, like when she was when she was talking, and it made me. It reminded me of how you kind of, and I think we kind of both share this, like a fondness for like the the grizzled old guy archetype. I like it. I feel like it's uh, maybe not relatable, but like I always think it's fun. It's normally a lot of interesting tales going around that guy. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on on who on who it because is, right? I, like, if it's a BJ Blazkowicz, like, yeah, I don't relate to that at all. I never never possibly could. Yeah, I like right. I like the Kane uh, I, I, uh, and Lynch. I like that. I liked Kane because he was like this grizzled old dude. wasn't perfect. He was kind of he had a bald spot on the back and everything, and like he was definitely scarred. I liked I liked Old Snake and Metal Gear Solid Four. Well, you we were talking about Left for Dead last week, yeah. and uh, we talked you you know we talked about our favorite Left for Dead characters. And I'm like, well, for me, it's Bill or Coach, and you're like, sure. why? And I'm like, well, they're basically the same character, right? You know, even though one's a skinny white guy, one's a fat black guy, like they're yeah. basically the same character, yeah. Um, just like old guys who've seen shit, yeah. Um, and I think it's neat because like it's not immediately relatable, but you can see that if you had gone through the same things, you, that you might be that way, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, Mordecai and Borderlands. I no, I don't like that. I don't think any of the characters in Borderlands are particularly good. Uh, no, I'd have to be. I'd have to Mordecai. Be. Why? Because he has. A, he, that's the one with the bird, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Got the bird. Oh God. I mean, you find out more of the story. Falcon Hood. You, you anybody? Find, <laughs> anybody? You find more of the story. <laughs> Raid on Entebbe. Yeah. Doesn't uh, that bird die, or doesn't he, or does Mordecai die? Some, someone dies in the second one. Someone. Right? Well, so, a lot of people die in Borderlands, Tom. Yeah, but like I, for that character specifically, the mission with that character, one of them dies. Yeah. I All guess right. we'll just have to play to find out, guys. All right, so. Um, here's, here's another one, Tom, what, what is the theme that you've seen in a video game 
that really resonated with you? Explain. Like, what is an overarching uh, concept in the game that kind of really was, like, relatable to you or really, like, struck a chord with you? Like, for example, uh, with, you know, The Last of Us, the overarching theme was uh, parental protectiveness sure for a, an adult toward a child and things like that oh no man you got you got some hard-hitting questions this week ryan yeah i uh you're not pulling any punches here you know yeah it's i going, uh, going straight for I, throw. I kind of had a tough week so i'm kind yeah. of going in yeah uh what about like i mean there's also things like edith finch sure yeah sure uh i i don't know i maybe maybe something like firewatch uh you know, that's a very romantic idea to me. Not like all the weird, creepy shit that happens in that game that turns out to just be really nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, not even like the early onset dementia or any, anything like that. But sure. like, uh, you know, we all have problems, right? Like we all have things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and it's a very, it's re- very romantic to, th- to think that while Firewatch is our, it's a dwindling profession. Sure, it was at one time a, a thriving profession. Uh, now we've got drones and all that shit, right? Yeah. But it's it's a very romantic idea to think of uh, an occupation that can just like let you escape from all of that. Yeah. Right, and that that's the whole point of Henry going to be a Firewatch is to kind of just get away. Yeah. I think that that's. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if that's what you're going for, but like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. No. 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 Like, so the I because. The idea of just getting away from your problems for a while. Sure. Like literally escaping almost every aspect of your life. Yeah. And I think that was, isn't that like, like one of the quotes from the game is like, like escaping doesn't have to be, doesn't necessarily have to be something bad. Sure. Um, Right. And it's, it's, and that's one of those, that's definitely relatable, right? Because uh, at the beginning of the game, you know it's text it's all text from the beginning and you learn you know you make a few choices about your relationship but none of them matter they all it all ends up in the same way you know like um your life sucks and and (laughs) and i like those where like it's one of the situations it's kind of the same as you know i guess spoilers what happened with the last of us right where you're kind of like what would you do in that situation like how would you how would you handle that right yeah um i can't say that i would handle it any differently i can't say that i would but at the same time, I, you know, I can't say that I would necessarily handle it the same way, but I think that the idea of wanting to get away from something like dealing with something like that heavy. Yeah. I also think like seclusion is, is a neat thing, you know, like him just being out in the fucking woods and yeah, there's Delilah, but like, that's really it. Other than like random people in the park. Yeah. Um, reminds me that there's like a Christmas episode of black mirror with John Hamm that yeah. kind of it, it's similar to reminds me of that a lot yeah. i like the idea of of uh being in a secluded place yeah yeah what about you shanae um, i guess like overarching themes that like resonates with me uh, is more <clears throat> towards things like pokemon where you can you can go out there and make your future. You can go out there and achieve things like you. I like be the very best. Be the very best. Yeah. Like no one ever yeah, was. There's not a lot of games like that, right? Yeah. Like Pokemon. That's what Pokemon is, right? Like go be badass. Yeah. Like it's. I mean, there's plenty of games that are like go be badass, but no, because they all have. There's always a point, right? There's always like, oh, there's some you obstacle. You gotta rescue someone. Right. Pokemon is like no, go be badass. Because there's there's like there's no. 
like it's, correct me if I'm wrong, Trina, you've played you've played more Pokemon than I have, but there's no like overarching evil to overcome, right? You're just there's, like there's like Team Rocket, Team Magma. Yeah, but like there, it's, there's there's like Ge- I mean, Giovanni, which is Team Rocket. But there, the story isn't real. Like the story doesn't start with you thinking about that the story starts with like hey i'm gonna go find all these pokemon and buy mom and i'm going to you know like yeah uh, Yeah, there's so many different ways all right even going along the story there's so many different ways to play it and now there's so many mechanics in the game like with accessories and statting and things like that you can you can go and kind of play it however you'd like and like if you watch the tv show in tandem or even just watch any of the tv shows sure uh you'll see that, that not everybody's uh, not everyone's goal is what ash ketchum's goal is to like be the very best uh like trainer some of them want to be like pokemon accessorizers oh. some want to be some want to make pokemon chow some want to go be researchers some chow like they want to eat them no they want to feed them oh. feed them and yeah. they want to like figure out the best food for each pokemon but is there anybody in pokemon that like catches them and like breeds them like livestock for like, a, like, like a gargamel type uh, character yeah sure there's like, like yeah a, there's like a pokemon nursery that you can like leave two pokemon at and then go check out later and there'll be an egg there and, but and those then you, Pokemon and then, are gone. And you can eat the egg? And then, like, you hatch the egg and, like, you try and get... It's, it's yolk. It's Do you yolk. eat them, though? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no... Because I feel like Gargamel in the Pokemon universe would, like, have a 24-7 boner. Was, was Gargamel <laughs> trying to eat... The Smurfs? Yeah, that was yeah. the whole point, was okay. to eat the Smurfs. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, from um, my understanding, he created the Smurfs. I don't remember. Yeah. But, uh... Or Smurfette, anyway. Always wanted to name a cat Azrael, though. I just... I really like, uh... I mean, but you're all right. There's a lot of games, like... They're, like they'll be badass, but they have like a point to them, like or whatever. Mm-hmm. But with Pokemon, for me, it was always, what can I do? Sure. Like it was always like, what do I want to do? Like what do I want my team to be? And so like I have teams that are like, oh, it's a pink team. All the Pokemon are pink. There's some that are like a fairy team where like all of them are fairy or at least have like one fairy type in them. There's some that I want to use like for actual battles. Like like you can mix and match the teams. There's different stats. There's different it's monster hunters like similar there's like there's some yeah. some story to monster hunter but it is kind of like just go be, go be awesome yeah. Yeah. especially the earlier ones i always just i took it as more of like being team rocket and being certain the gym leader was was just to progress to the next area mm-hmm. right and i found a lot more enjoyment like going just breaking into people's homes and talking to them and no one having a problem with the kid just busting in their house. Sure. There's like, hey, I got all these sparrows. Do I know you? This is my home. And like, I'm like, all right, like I'm gonna lift your pot up and take your shit and then I'm gonna leave. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I like that. I like the same reason I like, that's the same reason I like Legend of Zelda, uh, which is uh, like Breath of the Wild so much, I think. It's just like, it falls in that same genre. Like you can... There is a story, and sure. there is like you do have to complete some things. Yeah, there's a big goal. But like, yeah, how you do it, and how, and like things that you want to get better at are really all up to you. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have to like level up cooking as much as I did, but I wanted to because I really like that aspect. I like you uh, like the cooking animation. I yeah, I just like I just like, like the go do the what you want to do. You can complete these goals. They'll. They're going to help. Play how you want to play. Or you could just not do the goals and still have a blast playing the game. Yeah. yeah you could like, not do any of the story shit and have a really good time playing that game. Yeah. I I don't know. I just like, I guess like overarching themes is kind of My like, goal is to catch and ride a bear, right? Like that could totally be your goal for Zelda. Yeah. I guess like the, I guess overarching themes that really resonate with me in games is just like ones that are very encouraging. Ones that are like, yeah, I, I guess I just, I, I like that. I like that aspect. Like, 
Um, because I was trying to think of like what the theme with like Nina Cooney would be because I really like that. Be a good boy. Help your mommy. Exactly. It's like oh, I mean, like that one is kind of like it has more of a more of an end goal than the other ones I was giving examples of. Yeah. But I guess yeah, just. Try to be your best self. I like I like uplifting stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will play a horror game and I'm fine with it. I mean, I'll jump every time because I'm a jumpy person. And I like and I like I don't know. I just I really really normally like stick with. I normally really like the ones like that. I can I can be how I want to be. Like um, I'm going back to Persona because I've I've been playing it all night. Uh, but yeah, like like Persona Five or any of the other Personas like. Um, like you can, like I said, you can be confident in there. You can play how you want to be. There's is things that you have to do, like the palaces and the days and stuff. But as far as storylines, you can go do how you want to do. Yeah. Real quick, I just want to see if you notice this too. The the main character in Persona Five doesn't he seem kind of like passively indifferent to you? Like, so, doesn't he, all his responses are like, yeah, whatever. I don't guess. you feel that way with all Persona games? Because I do. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I it's, I'm too far removed from the previous entries to yeah. remember, but like I like I. Well, they're uh, all kind no, of blank slates. Like, yeah, I, there is definitely options where I'm like, I, I don't want to say any of these things because it just sounds like he doesn't care. Um, so it's like, here's the thing: the, the pr- main protagonist in Persona series, like that's even though it's not a customizable avatar, that's exactly what it is. It's an avatar for you. Yeah, much like Link is, right? Like, right, yeah. I feel like I feel like Anne definitely uh, or on had the 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 biggest diversity yeah. and like the responses that you can give because there's some that are very encouraging and there's some that are like yeah whatever you want to do girl I don't yeah. give a shit and there's some that were like yeah you shouldn't be doing this this is all terrible there was yeah. a lot more variance in there but uh, I did I don't know I uh, one of the like someone gave me the advice with uh, Persona 5 like you know it's very unlikely that you're going to max out everything unless like you do guides so just go to the stories that uh, go to the ones that you like i believe that someone was tom that was me yeah on this very show as a matter of fact Mm. the save continue podcast brought to you by red bull (laughs) (laughs) hey yeah please sponsor us we love you so much if they just sent us Uh, free red bulls i'd be happy i I know i would be so happy about that uh total zero is my favorite we guzzle enough of it you know basically yeah um but yeah i guess like there's a shortage or something I guess just like encouraging themes, <laughs> encouraging yeah. themes is like is one that like kind of like. I, I think like also the sense of whimsy because you're you're talking about Pokemon and Pokemon reminds me of things like Escape to Witch Mountain and all that you know like it's very much that child going on this crazy adventure and then you bring up Nino Cooney and like Nino Cooney and Brave Story very much make me think of something like the Never Ending Story, yeah. which is phenomenal. You don't get a lot of that nowadays in video games. You do here or there, but not often. You know. I mean, it's same thing that like follows like studio ghibli stuff in general like a child like goes on some learning journey sure. and then like comes out smarter afterwards i just i don't know i just like i like it yeah a lot of me happy uh like i like happy things like tom was saying like there's you don't see like a lot of whimsical fantasy anymore like i think everybody kind of wants to go to they everybody wants to go straight to dark fantasy i mean it's still there right we've yeah. got we've got nino kuni 2 coming out yeah. and you know s- similar things but it's not it's not as frequent not certainly not as popular as it used to be yeah. i feel like it, i think it's still pretty popular in like Japanese culture but maybe not like Western sure, culture literally all three of those games are Japanese games you know yeah hey Shanae what's the th- is there a theme that you haven't seen that you would like to hmm I would like to 
Like I maybe guess, like I guess something uh, similar to what I said for a child, but more like an adult sort of. Uh, not like adult, th- not like it needs to be gritty or anything, which a lot of them are. Like there's a lot of like overcoming past grievances and like coming out a better person or like learning a lesson sort of thing. But uh, very rarely do you just like, hey, I'm an adult, I'm gonna go on this adventure and like the whims- be badass. The whimsical nature of Pokemon, except you're a grown up. Yeah. Okay. A grown up Pokemon. That's because a lot of times, uh, I was. I mean, y'all are old, so you probably don't you don't don't feel like this anymore. Okay. But a lot of times. Thank you for that. I question. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I question myself and like, what am I doing with my life? What am I like really working towards career? What's like actually gonna work? Right. Where should I put effort into my life? Sure. Um. Into me and Tom. That's and, where you should put it. Uh, obviously. Don't put it in me. Um. Give me the effort that you're gonna put into Tom. And like. I have to remind myself quite often because I do that stupid comparing thing like, oh, this person's put so much effort. I should have done that as well. And I would be like people you went to school with or whatever, right? Oh, or even just people around me or yeah. like things I read in stories. I'm like, oh, if I put the effort, maybe I could do something like that. Sure. But, like, I, but I don't. Kim and Swift made that when she was 22. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. I'm like, I'm already yeah. way past 22. Fuck. Right. Uh, yeah. So I have to remind myself like everyone goes to different goals in different time frames and don't like push yourself. And I guess like that kind of was a theme as I don't know how you necessarily turn it into a game, th- game, but that's probably why I don't make them. Well, you know, the world doesn't march to the beat of just one drum. Sure. Well, it might be right for you. Yeah, it's not. It's it's no. It, it just wasn't your path, man. May not be right for some. Yeah, yeah and like, I wouldn't, it wouldn't. It would be pretty fun to like play a game where I, that also helps remind myself that. Yeah, it's cool. I think it would be cool to play a game where the main character is an adult and he's like, you know what. You know, I just I have a fantasy, and I'd like to, I'd like to experience it. It might this surely might surely there's something like that, right? There, there might be this might be my final fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's for, that one's pretty good. Uh, what about you, Tom? Um, similar to today, I, I think like I really like games that let you experience something, and it's not even really experience something, but like give you some sort of idea what it's like to be a certain type of person or in a certain situation. Uh, you know, games like Gone Home, even though you don't play as the lesbian sister, for somebody who, you know, if you're somebody who's not been around that situation, sure. having some insight into something like that is cool. Sure. Uh, that Dragon Cancer is a good example of a game like that. Right. Like, I've got kids, but I've never, never had a kid dying of cancer, sure. you know? Uh, so I think, like, that's that's something neat. Games like that. So, like, the next one that I want to play uh, is already out there. I just haven't played it. Uh, have you guys heard of Coming Out Simulator? Uh, no. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's in the title, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how well it's executed or anything. It might be horribly offensive. I have no idea. Right. But I, I like the idea of, of things like that. Yeah. And they're like most of them are not like mechanically fantastic games. Sure, uh, but to but give they need to be to give you some sort of insight into that life is, is pretty neat. Yeah. We were talking about uh, We Are Chicago, like games like that. Are, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, and because when I when I wrote that down, I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about Hellblade at the time. Yeah, that's another great example. Great example. Um, because like there, like a lot of games like take on ha- have taken on issues of psychosis and mental illness but 
not in a way that wasn't gimmicky or like kind of dumb oh yeah it's usually real dumb yeah like, yeah like take like eternal darkness mm-hmm. like that was super stupid but uh, <laughs> well it wasn't i don't think it was trying to have like seriously sure, sure. approach that subject yeah, matter but, like yeah. uh because uh eternal darkness was more interested in being like a scary fun sure. game yeah uh you go crazy enough in eternal darkness you're walking around your head will just fall off yeah um but anyway that's what happens you yeah, know? yeah yeah that's <laughs> I was so crazy that my head fell off. <laughs> um, but uh, no, uh, I remember when I was playing. You say you were losing your head. Oh man! <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I was you know, playing Hellblade, right? And especially, and I, I stand by this, man. If you, if you are going to play that game, you should experience it with headphones because I think that. Yeah, so many games tell you that, and but, this actually gives you like gives reason yeah, for um, for saying that. You know, I think that if you know, I think that if you don't do that, you're missing a part of the experience that you know. I think that they were really trying to convey, and like I don't suffer from schizophrenia, right? But you know, I. I when I had the headphones on, I was hearing the voices like on each side, having like, some insight into what that yeah. might be like. Yeah, and like I, because I beat, I, I finished that game in like in two sittings, <coughs> right? But after I finished, when well, after I finished that first session, you know, I took it off. Uh, I took off my headphones. Like Jesus Christ, is this what they deal with all the time? Yeah, and it's like that all the time. Yeah, right. Like the game is like that all the time. Yeah, and it's like because they because those voices just never shut up, you know, and uh, and getting that kind of insight into into something that serious and getting it getting in a way that made me uh empathize with the character and make me care about her struggle that was a really really powerful thing uh and that's kind of a that's one of those it's one of those things that like i don't think too many people would be would have been able to pull off Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, if you were to ask me who could pull it off, Ninja Theory would not have been my first choice. Of course not. Well, not your, maybe not your first role, but like that, it's not who you go to. Like, yeah. not, it's not who you think of for yeah. a serious subject matter. Um, but you know, they kind of, and I, I can't, I can't say that they nailed it because I no. don't, I don't know. But I will say that they were very successful in, you know bringing more sympathy from me toward people who do deal with stuff like that. So, um, well, at the very least it makes you think about it. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, cause it, cause it, it gets to the point where it's like, it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And it, it, that dragon cancer is very much the same way. Yeah. Like I didn't cry playing it because I very rarely cry, but like I can almost guarantee either one of you guys playing through that game, you'd be sobbing, Yeah. you know? Well, I, I cried, I cried literally with, I say this with no hyperbole, literally every time I played uh, The Walking Dead season one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every time. Yeah, I, <laughs> I cried watching MasterChef the other day. What? <laughs> that sounds more like a... Uh... This 19-year-old kid who got on there, uh, they, he didn't... She meant Master Chief is what she meant. <laughs> video games. No, it's this nineteen-year-old kid who was on there, and he was, and he talked about in the like, beginning that like if he won, he would use that money to like because uh, his parents' like house is like falling apart, like get his parents in an actual like home, and then go to culinary school, and then put the rest in savings. And he lost. Uh, so he house didn't, was falling he, apart. He, uh, so he he failed his parents. He didn't pass, and uh, he didn't pass his pressure test, so he's got kicking off the show. But uh, Gordon Ramsay 
uh, is going to pay for his culinary school, also going to help out his parents with like some renovation stuff. Uh, uh, and then and then another chef and then another uh, judge of there said, when you're done with culinary school, give me a call. So what was the point? What was the point in him competing? It, you get like a hundred thousand dollars in a book deal. <laughs> <laughs> but he got the hundred thousand dollars anyway. I mean, not that much, but still, like, yeah. I, like it was, it was. I like, mean, I get it. Like, you know, he, like he, like he just. I think he turned nineteen on the show. He just graduated high school. He worked at Chipotle and like and another job to like help support his family as sure. far as their bills. And he was trying to like he was. It was his like first thing he's ever done <clears throat> for himself is sure. that show. You know, and that's more like, than people are getting for hurricane relief. You know that hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, average average that they're giving out is thirty to fix your home. Yeah, <laughs> that's very sober. This is going, this is going way off topic, by the way. <laughs> but I, it was really, really sweet. It was a very kind gesture, and, and you I cried. And it made me. Oh, I cried. But were they happy tears? Oh yeah, it was happy because it. Did cause you it was, tweet? Was, did you tweet at Gordon Ramsay? No, but the but the kid was so like this kid was obviously like so like overwhelmed and like just like just like very thankful and it was just like it was really sweet and I was I was just it makes me happy. I don't know what or if Gordon Ramsay has a verified Twitter. I assume he probably does. Oh, he does. But like uh, I people, really people, hope it was at Go for Gordon. <laughs> people tweet him like pictures of their food and it's like oh hey rate my food and a lot of times people like, zero. Next. <laughs> people will tweet Zero. like t- tweet him like bullshit. Yeah, like, like on purpose. Like they like know it's purpose. crappy. Yes, and he and like McDonald's. <laughs> yes, people do. People do, and then like or like like McDonald's like hash browns just covered in ketchup, and he's just like, and just because they want him to tweet something mean back, so he does. Yeah, it's pretty fun. You guys can follow Gordon Ramsay at Go for Gordon. <laughs> You guys can follow Gordon Ramsay by going to YouTube and typing in Save Continue Plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. Here's another one. Tom. What? Uh, is it important Is it important to you personally to have impactful experiences with video games? Impactful how? In, in really any way? Uh, yes, but I think that games can be impactful in many ways, not just story. Okay. Um, let me, let me, uh, be more specific then. Um, I guess emotionally impactful. No, it's not necessary. It's, it's nice. Well, I guess it depends on what you're playing, right? Sure. What kind of experience are you looking for, uh, on any given day? Right. You know, sometimes I want to play a Hellblade or a Last of Us or a Bioshock and play something that's really going to make me think, mm. you know? Mm. And, and sometimes I want to play fucking Tetris. Mm. Yeah. yeah, play some. Vanquish and I don't here. need a deep story in Tetris or Vanquish or Vanquish for that matter. I don't need. Uh, you know, there's a lot of games I don't need a story in. Yeah, I mean, it's still impactful, like where you feel accomplished when you do well. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, like it's impactful in different ways. I don't think like each game needs to have the same impact or the like same level. Yeah. Uh, so I have a question that's specifically for you, Tom. Um. So your kids are your kids uh, for for a few years now have you know steadily you know playing more and more video games. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that you know throughout your life that you have taken from video games, and they've enriched your life in that way, uh, in specific ways. Um, is there something that you hope that your kids are able to get from video games? Uh, 
you know, the only thing that I hope for is like the same things that we've gotten, like have fun. Yeah. You know, like have a good time because if you're not, I'm I'm not saying if you're not, what's the point? Like there are great movies that are not fun to watch. Sure. There are great games that are not fun to play. Yeah. Uh, And that's okay too. I mean, how often do you want to watch Boy the Shy Pajamas? What? Bananas in pajamas? Yes. Yeah. A lot. I want to watch it a lot. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you, you know, you said, what do I hope my kids take from it? I, I hope that my hope is not just for my kids. My hope is that video games get to the point, and they're very rapidly approaching that point, where it's looked at as just another media. Sure. You know? Um, that's it, really. Like, I feel like they can take as much from a film as they can from a video game, yeah. whether they're experiencing it or not. Uh, yes, that can be more impactful, but it's not always. There are better books than most video games. There are better movies than most video games. You know, yeah. there are better songs than most video games. Uh, but you know, games. I, 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 I'm looking forward to the day that games are looked at in the same way. Like that, that stigma is just gone. Well, sure, and it's happening, right? People are aging out. People are dying. Baby boomers are going to be gone soon, and sure. that's not a slight against them. It's just that method of it's, thinking. It's exactly. Also, it's, it's just- also, that mortality happens. Right. Yeah. I mean, when when you think about, like, we're in our mid-30s now. Yeah. It's pretty, it feels pretty cool. You know, we're in our mid-30s now, and we are of the generation that was born into video games, sure. right? We are the first generation to have had video games for our entire lives. And every generation since then has had video games for their entire lives. Whether you're into it or not. Sure. It's something you've known about. It's something that has been there the whole time you've been alive. Right. We're, the, we're the first generation for that, right? Yeah. And that's that's pretty neat. And it's neat to think that, like, we're in our 30s now. Like, everybody that really has a voice of matter is going to have had this in their life relatively soon, you yeah. know? And that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, I think about, I think about your kids, and it's like, they're out there and, t- like, because online gaming wasn't all, well, it wasn't a thing for consoles when we were kids, right? Um not like no not really yeah and, but like your kids are like there's never been a time in their life when that wasn't a thing yeah you know and that's kind of cool too where yeah. youtube wasn't a thing oh mm-hmm. yeah that's true well, too actually how old is bailey i think not bailey. older than youtube oh, okay bailey's 11 youtube's been around longer than that hasn't it i think it's youtube came out in five okay i think bailey was born in 2004 six six yeah well then bailey's not older than youtube which is also weird to think about not being older than youtube yeah, because uh, all three of us very much are. So, anyway, this was fun. I like I like this. I liked you guys. Dancing. I really thought like this was going to get down to like what is your favorite game? We've not done that. We need to do a favorite game show. Yeah, and we know? will. But I didn't want that to be this one though, uh, because I didn't. Th- I but favorite game is that's kind of that's Wait, kind of because we've talked about most knowledgeable game, like and that's when we did Street Fighter and I did sure Pokemon. yeah. Uh, we've done like favorite games of genres. I just want to talk about our favorite games. Like, what is definitively your number one favorite game? I don't think I have one. Not on. I mean, not the one that doesn't change from like month to month. Yeah, I do. Tetris. I'm a physical no? person. And it's changed. Like it hasn't always been this game. Back do. But no, God no. Oh. Dingamrapa. No. Operation Viper. No. <laughs> Operation Viper. Codename Viper. No. Operation Desert Shield. <laughs> Doom. No. Nope. De- Do- well, to be fair, Doom is a good favorite game to have, though. What is that? Is that your... F- oh. No, that's you on a cord. Oh. All right. Hey, guys. I want to plug something. You ready? Yeah. All right. 
So Can you show your phone to the camera again? I wasn't going to, but... <laughs> As a matter of fact. <laughs> no. Uh, so I showed Tom an example of it uh, last weekend, but there's a YouTube channel. I like we talk about YouTube channels on here a lot. Are you going to plug the Sinky Hot Dogs? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to plug SNL on the okay. show. You guys heard of SNL? <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it a check it out? This is whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to talk about SNL, talk about SNL. Talk oh. about those stinky hot dogs. Right? <laughs> Although, Shanae, after this, I really want to show you that sketch because it's pretty funny. It is hilarious. Is this going to be like another humping Ottoman thing? No, it's way better. <laughs> no. Because that one wasn't that good. N- no. The, uh, the Ottoman thing is what Ryan's actually going to plug. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see... Uh, no. All right. So, I showed Tom uh, this, uh, this, this remix of an Ariana Grande song. Oh, yeah. Last song. week. Uh, Into You. Okay. Uh, so there's this channel on YouTube called Tronic Box, and basically this is guy who he takes like songs that came out like within the past few years and he remixes them to make it sound like they were made in the '80s. Nice. Uh, I'll be down for that. And he like and he like photoshops like pictures of the artist to make it look like it was like '80s like uh, album cover art. It's actually the one. The song you showed me. Uh, Sounded very much like early Madonna, yeah. which is the Madonna I like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he all he he just like he isolates the vocal track and remixes it, and then like he changes the accompaniment, uh, and it just it sounds really cool. Uh, there are some songs that uh, that I don't like. Like I don't like the uh, the original versions of those songs, but the his remix of those songs is actually really good. So I listen to those. So it's it's what's it called? Tronic Box. Tronic Box. T T R O N I C B O X. All one word. He meant Xbox. That's what he meant. Yeah, video Xbox games. One X. <laughs> Xbox One X. Tronic Box. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a really cool channel. There aren't. He doesn't have that many up because I I I imagine this is a very time intensive sort of thing. I imagine his videos get flagged frequently too. Um. Yeah, probably. Like the, I mean, think about the trouble we went through with just E3. Yeah. And he's taking people's songs. Like he's he's going through shit a lot. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but the remixes that he does have on there, most of them are actually really good. Yeah. So uh, you guys should give that a listen. You guys should check a look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And with that, that is, again, the Save Continue podcast. Had fun talking to you guys. Like, As- comment, subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. Oh, also, if you're listening to the audio version of this, remember, we are also on YouTube, so you can see our faces every week and also hear our beautiful voices. My name is Ryan Robinson. This is Tom Shelby. Bye-bye. That's Shanae Howard. Bye, guys. It's been a pleasure, guys. See you next week.